Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are in Mark chapter 16 in this session, and we'll be talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And isn't it tremendous how in these last 16 months we have studied his life? And I certainly hope that uh, this study, if you participated in listening throughout I hope that this study on the life of Jesus has drawn you closer to him, uh, given you a greater understanding of of him as as a person, as well as our Lord and Savior. I know it has tremendously impacted uh, my spiritual life and studying uh, the life of our Lord. And so we're coming to the end, but it's really the beginning, isn't it? Because uh, the end is beginning with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and how that uh, he begins now with the establishment of the church. And uh, for 2,000 years, the church has been alive and well. And we're coming to, uh, although we've been in the last days now for 2,000 years, we're coming into the last of the last days when uh, the glory of God will be revealed and, and God will be glorified in the Lord Jesus uh, will once again uh, rule and reign over the entire earth, uh, his throne being in Jerusalem. What a tremendous uh, time that will be for you and me who are saved. So let's go ahead and pray and we'll begin. We'll be in Mark chapter 16, beginning in verse 1. Only 20 verses in this chapter, uh, but we'll also be looking in the other Gospels as well. Uh, Father God, we're so thankful today, so thankful that we have your word that we can study to come to know you in a more intimate and personal way. We thank you so much uh, for your grace and your mercy. And we thank the Holy Spirit for teaching us, guiding and directing us in this teaching today. And we'll give you the praise and the honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're in Mark chapter 16. I'm going to read the entire chapter and then we'll go back over it and we'll review. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and of Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said to them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee, and there ye shall see him, as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and abraded them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, 
because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. So that's the 16th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. So now we're coming to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And in John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, the very beginning of the Gospel of John, he records, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So John here is stating to us uh, the equality that Jesus shared with God the Father, and the Word was God. Amen. That And also in verse 14, John chapter 1, verse 14, uh, John records, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as, the, as of the only begotten of the Father, further, full of grace and truth. So John here further tells us that Jesus Christ took upon Himself human flesh, and he dwelt among us as a servant, as a servant of Almighty God. And, and Paul, in Philippians chapter 2, uh, he describes how, how God, uh, how Jesus, though he was God, he didn't make a demand to his rights as God, but he laid aside his mighty power and glory, and he took upon himself the form of a servant or a slave. Actually, think about that. And he became like us, like men, amen, only without sin. And so here's the Apostle Paul's testimony of the infinite God-man, that Jesus possessed both a human and a divine nature, amen. And the, his divine and human nature cooperated uh, to bring forth uh, that which we're going to be studying today. And uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5, uh, Paul records this, Wherefore, when he comes into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you would not, but a body have you prepared for me. Amen. Once again, it's the body of the Lord Jesus that was made to be sin for us who knew no sin so that we might be made of the righteousness of God in him. And remember also the words of John the Baptist, behold the Lamb of God, which takes away uh, the sin of the world. And of course, you know, we have in that great uh, testimony in, uh, in the letter of Paul to the Corinthian church, notice what, uh, what Paul records, but if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ is not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also in vain. Yes, and we have found false witnesses, and we are found to be false witnesses of God because we have testified that God raised up Jesus, whom, and if he did not raise him up, then it is true also that the dead rise not. 
For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep, dead in Christ, are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. In other words, those that have died. Amen. And of course, if we survive unto the rapture, we will be changed. The dead in Christ will rise and then we'll meet them in the air and we will be changed. Amen. Praise God. So all this is dependent upon the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So going back to the Gospel of Mark, and when the day was past, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. So this is Sunday now, the Sabbath, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, but it is also the third day since Jesus was crucified. And verse 2 says, And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. Now, Matthew records this in Matthew 28, 2 through 4, and I'm going to read it to you. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook from fear of him and became like dead men. And so here we are in verse three. And they said among themselves, who shall roll away the stone from the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away. And it was because of the earthquake that Matthew records. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Do not be affrighted. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter. Now that's very interesting. That he goes before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. And he, as he said unto you. Notice uh, the angel says, Tell his disciples and Peter. You know, Peter sinned greatly in denying the Lord Jesus, but he also wept bitterly. And those were tears of repentance. And see, this acknowledgement, tell his disciples and Peter uh, that he goes before you into Galilee, is Jesus acknowledging the fact that Peter has been forgiven. Amen. And that's so important. You know, repentance, because we're imperfect creatures. You know, we're, we're going to make mistakes. There are times where we're going to we're going to fall. And uh, it's because we just we're, we're weak human beings, but we are made the righteousness of God. And so and when we fess up and I mean, when we mess up, if we fess up, then Jesus will forgive us if we. Uh, confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But notice Peter, when he acknowledged what he had done, he wept bitterly. And so when you and I, when we mess up, it grieves our heart. We go before him. We confess our sin and he'll forgive us of our sin. Amen. Praise God. And so verse eight, it says, and they went out quickly 
and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed, neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now, Matthew records this. And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to report to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Rejoice! And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go, bring word to my brothers to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were on their way, some of the men from the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You are to say his disciples came at night and stole him while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story was widely spread among the Jews to this day. Isn't that amazing? And so reading on now, um, now, when Jesus was risen early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him, and they mourned as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, they believed not. Now, in Luke chapter 24, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words, notice, and their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Amen. So here we have uh, the 11 that they do not believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. It was too incredible for them to believe. Amen. This was something that was uh, beyond their ability to understand. Remember, these these men are not born again. I mean, they're following the Lord Jesus. Jesus loves them. Uh, they're his brothers and, and they love Jesus. But now to them, he's gone. And all of the words that Jesus had spoken to them about him being raised from the dead, it just they just couldn't comprehend it. But notice this. That uh, in verse 12, and after that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Now, in Luke chapter 24, Luke records this same account, Jesus walking with uh, Cleopas and another disciple on the road to Emmaus. Amen. And it's very clear at this point that the disciples, they did not believe or they could not believe that Jesus, what he said concerning his resurrection. But now look at verse 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them uh, which had seen him after he was risen. Now, Jesus expected them to believe, but they did not. So that's the reason why he rebuked them. But notice to what notice what Luke records now in uh, his in the 24th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And he said unto them, 
These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So Jesus is reminding them of what he had spoke to them before his death, burial and resurrection. Notice this, though, in verse 45, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said to them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. So you see, it's after this, and after Jesus opened up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures, then they began to see and understand the resurrection. Now, the Gospel of John records this very incidence. Now, when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, you know, the day that Jesus rose from the dead, When the doors were shut where the disciples were together due to fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be to you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be to you. Just as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. So it's the new birth that opens up our understanding so that we might understand the scriptures. Until then, all of these things are hidden from us. Amen. And so when we're born again, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of us. We become a brand new person. He becomes our comforter. He's the one that reveals truth to us uh, of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so now in this narrative, we want to come to Jesus and Thomas. And so this is found in John chapter 20, verse 24. We can learn a tremendous lesson here. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, or the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them, Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Amen. So uh, this is after eight days now. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. See, this is a token of the God kind of faith. You see, we have never seen the Lord like the disciples saw him or like Thomas saw him. But yet we believe. We believe the scriptures. Praise God. Amen. And so there is a blessing in those that have not seen and yet have believed. That is you and that is me. And this is a classic example, amen, of the God kind of faith that Jesus spoke about. Amen. He spoke about believing even though we have not seen. Amen. 
And so uh, just an example, the centurion, for instance, amen, he believed that Jesus had authority. You know, and he said, I, I don't need you to come to my house. All I need you to speak the word and my servant shall be healed. Amen. So that's the kind of faith. That's the God kind of faith that you and I possess. Amen. We didn't need Jesus to come down personally and appear to us in order for us to believe. We believe the scripture. We believe the word of God and the Holy Spirit confirmed the word with signs following. That's conviction. He convicted us. Amen. And so we surrendered our life to the Lord Jesus and he granted us to have amen. A new birth. Praise God. And so the last five verses are the Great Commission and the ascension of Christ to heaven. Mark chapter 16, beginning in verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So the gospel is to be preached with signs following. And we see this in verses 19 and 20. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. And then Luke records this. Notice Jesus saying, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem <clears throat> until you be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass when he blessed, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Praise God. So here we have uh, the Lord Jesus before he ascends into heaven. He gives his disciples directions to go into Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, praise God, which was on the day of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church, amen, and the church has been going uh, for the last 2,000 years, and will go all the way up to the rapture of the church, amen. All the church is not the church, amen. Every born-again child of God, doesn't matter what denomination he's a part of, they are the church, they are the church of God, amen. So we're to summarize now, Passion Week, we go all the way back to the first Sunday when Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a young colt and he's presenting himself to Israel as their Messiah. So he arrives late in the afternoon. Uh, he walks into the temple. He sees, uh, walks around the temple. He sees what's going on. And then he returns to Bethany where he's going to stay uh, for the few days during, uh, for a few days uh, during Passion Week. And so early Monday morning, uh, Jesus and his disciples, they travel back to Jerusalem. Now he's going to teach. Amen. He's going to present himself. And on the way, he sees a fig tree. And so he walks up to it uh, to get the fruit and he finds none and he curses the fig tree. And notice the disciples, they take notice of this. And so when the Lord reaches Jerusalem, he enters into the temple 
and he cleanses the temple. He overturns the tables of the money changers and, and of them that sold doves. And he declares to them, my house shall be called of all nations, of all nations, the house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. It's always been the witness of God's people to the glory of God to the nations. Amen. So what Israel failed to do, uh, the church now has been accomplishing for the last uh, 2000 years. And remember now, the church is made up of Gentiles and Jews. Amen. Praise God. Now, on Tuesday, uh, once again, uh, you know, um, uh, Jesus and the disciples are headed towards Jerusalem and Peter notices the fig tree. It's dried up from the roots. <clears throat> and when Peter makes comment about this, Jesus takes that opportunity to teach to them about the faith of God. Have faith in God. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, etc., etc., etc. Now, this day is called Holy Tuesday. It's called Holy Tuesday is because this is the day that the chief priests and the Pharisees vehemently challenge Jesus on his, you know, uh, declaration that he is the Messiah. Uh, it is also on this day that there are devout Greeks that are in Jerusalem for the Passover festival that want to meet Jesus. Praise God. Amen. The introduction to the Gentile world. And it is also on this day that, in, and this is recorded in Matthew chapter 23, that Jesus speaks his woes upon the Pharisees, you see. And that was the, uh, that was the dividing line there. That was stepping over the line. I mean, there was no going back now. Amen. Jesus is forcing the uh, hypocritical religious leaders. He is forcing their hand. Amen. Praise God. He is stirring things up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so it's this evening on Tuesday that uh, on the Mount of Olives that Jesus then speaks to his disciples. Remember leaving Jerusalem, you know, and, and the disciples remarking about the beauty of the temple. Jesus tells them that, you know, that there's coming a day where not one stone is going to be upon another. All is going to be destroyed. Well, Jesus gets to the Mount of Olives in, in, uh, in Jerusalem now. And it was there that disciples asked the Lord about this destruction. And he tells them it's called the Olivet Discourse. Now, on Wednesday, this is a day where he Jesus reclines uh, in the house of uh, Simon the leper. And it is also on this day that uh, Mary anoints uh, the body of Jesus for burial. And this uh, anointment, uh, you know, uh, Judas objects to and Jesus rebukes him. And after Jesus rebukes him, Judas leaves and he goes to the chief priests to make a, an agreement with them to portray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And so on Thursday, now Satan has already put into the heart of Jesus, uh, Judas to portray the Lord. Uh, it's the Lord that bids Peter and John now to go and prepare the Passover meal. And uh, it was also the plan of the Sanhedrin to arrest Jesus after the uh, festival. But 
Judas appears to them and their their plans change because now they have somebody that uh, that can get them to Jesus so that they can arrest them. Now, I do believe this, that Judas did not believe that Jesus was a Messiah. I mean, that's obvious because none of them did. And but he considered Jesus to be a good man. So what he wanted to do is he wanted to expose Jesus for fraud but he did not want him to be hurt. But then after this plan began to unfold and Judas realized what the chief priests had in store for Jesus, he tried to correct that, but it was too late. And he realized that went out and hung himself. So it was Friday evening, early in the, in the evening that, uh, that Jesus is tried. He's convicted. Uh, he is abused throughout the night and then, that morning, he's brought before Pilate. Pilate condemns him, and he's nailed to the cross at nine. At 12, the darkening clouds, which fulfills uh, Psalm 22 about the bulls of Bashan surrounding him. At 3 p.m., Jesus uh, expires. He gives up the ghost, and he cries out, it is finished, and he's laid in the tomb. Uh, all is quiet during the Sabbath on Saturday. On Sunday morning now, he's raised from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. The first Sabbath day, I mean, the first day of the week, the second day of the feast, Jesus rises from the dead. And that's on Sunday. And uh, Sunday now is the third day since the Lord was put to death. And of course, now we have the rest of the story, don't we? Amen. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful today for your goodness and for your mercy. Oh, we're so thankful, Jesus, for the resurrection, that, Jesus, you went to the cross. You were made sin for us who knew no sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God. And, Father, I pray everyone within the sound of my voice that hasn't made that decision to follow you, that they do so now through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we'll give you thanks for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life. <laughs>